Okay, we are back. It is Sith Council. It's a Saturday Sith Council. We didn't do one yesterday. We were going to, but then we said, you know what? Let's wait and see what happens uh, in the lead up to Saturday because we have a big Mandalorian panel coming out. So we went and saw the Mandalorian, and I'm going to be posting a lot of videos. In case you didn't see uh, the panel or they didn't put it up there, I have little clips and segments that will be coming out throughout the day of that panel in general. But we wanted to get the Sith Council panel. I got Steph Sabra over here. I got Darth Sabra. I got Darth Kalinowski. Uh, recently coming off of a, um, a a trip into a bush. Um, all right, so we're having a good time so far. We'll start with the we'll start with the celebration in general. Steph, what are your overall thoughts of of Star Wars Celebration? It's epic. It's so cool to be in the same room as everyone who's obsessed with Star Wars, and everyone's the cosplay is insane. The reception from the fans, like every panel, people mm -hmm. lose their minds, and it's amazing. It's been, and then today just feels like the best day so far. Today was was a great way so far. So just for people who are just, as we go into a Thursday, we went to our panel. We know that the quality on the last Sith Council wasn't the best, but we what we did inside of that, we talked about. The Thursday panel and stuff that they showed, mm -hmm. and this is relevant to where we're going to go with this. They showed um, some stuff from Mandalorian. They showed some stuff from obviously what was it? Not uh, Andor trailer. Mm -hmm. They showed Willow. Willow, um, and then they ended with the John Williams stuff, which was pretty epic. And what we said was interesting: no acolyte stuff and no Ahsoka. Yeah. Well, one of those things stayed the same, and one well, of them they, changed. Rosario Dawson. Came on from set, like, hey, I can't be there. That's right. She was like, on Thursday. Soon. On yeah. Thursday. Soon, maybe next time. That's maybe right. So that all changed on Saturday. But before we get to Saturday, and then Friday. Friday was, um, it was, it was a slower news day, but still a lot of great stuff. They did the Clone Wars, or excuse me, Attack of the Clones, twenty year panel. We didn't get to go to that, but we heard great things about it. Um, Steph and I went and saw the ILM panel, and they, it, there's a documentary that Lawrence Kasdan is directing, a little mini series that he's doing. I think it's on Disney Plus, obviously, um, and it's about like the start of ILM. Them. So they had a full interview with everybody that was there. And Steph, tell them who your favorite was. Oh my God. I'm now slipping on his Phil Tippett. Phil Tippett. This guy is such a legend. And we got to see him today in the lobby. <laughs> Breakfast. And I was just like, oh, like, you know, I haven't gone up to one person, but Christian's like, you got to. And I said I to him, well, I said to him first, because I had, a, and, and by the way, so this morning, for some reason, I decided I was going to put on a Jedi robe. I put on a Jedi robe, I had a mask on, and so nobody knew it was me as I was going down there. And I'm, I'm at the bar, and these two walk by me, and I, and I gave Mike a Ric Flair chop <laughs> as he walked by. And I'm in the mask, and I look over, and I see, Phil Tippett and I was just like hey I just gotta tell you you know thank you for everything you did and then I go she's your favorite and he goes why is that and, why is that and and she's like because you're what did you say to him I you're, said indirectly hilarious indirectly hilarious indirectly hilarious and he goes why am I not directly hilarious <laughs> I'd rather be directly hilarious it was really funny and then we saw Tamara Morrison so um, but yesterday's panel was also I mean yesterday's day was also great because at the end of the night we, all, we went to Disneyland yeah, and it was, awesome. it was great. We went there and we, we were walking around and we went to um we went over to Galaxy's Edge and we went to the the Rise of the Resistance ride. Man, that was a lot of fun. I had so never been cool. on that before. Never been on that before. It was awesome. It was great. So we had a good time and, and yesterday was one of those times where we were just there was like I said, less footage and and everybody was still talking about Obi Wan. 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think that's kind of what their plan was in hindsight yeah. is I think they wanted the day to be about Obi-Wan. Yep. Yeah. Well, yeah. Go ahead. It worked. I feel like everyone was talking about it. Like if you were walking around the floor, all you heard was people talking about what they thought about the first two yeah. episodes. Yeah. And it, well, it seems speaking of Obi-Wan, yeah. um, it does seem like there's, it seems like a 50-50 split what you see online and what you see with the fans. And I'm sure we're going to get a lot of comments on this video of what people think and and i think that some of the stuff i saw on our on our reviews and comments there's a lot of stuff the, the people that are being respectful about it i happen to agree with them i think it's okay to criticize certain performances and things and it doesn't mean it's coming from a place of hate it just means it's coming from a place that you just don't think someone is doing the the, the best job yet and it doesn't necessarily mean because we're talking about like like for me reva right now right reva is a character that i still think and and i was talking to andres cabrera about this today and he made a, a really good point he said that it, it certainly also has to do with the fact that it could be, it's the, and I love Deborah Chow, but the directing and the writing of that particular character might not be up to par yet, right? Because this is a new character that's coming in. Ewan McGregor is dealing with the same type of script, but the difference is this is a character that he has established before. Yeah. This is a character that he knows very well, that we know very well. We don't know this character of Reva very well, so she's going into this thing, and I just think there's a lot of pressure on her, and they're giving her a lot to do in an opening thing, and I, uh, and I think it's a lot. And we're only two episodes in. And again, there's going to be spoilers in Obi-Wan here. So if you didn't see it, you should you should wait on this. But like, we're only two episodes in. I think that she can get better. I think that they, I hope they don't go the cliche, cliche thing. They seem to be kind of teeing it up that they will be. But I think that there's, and, and then there's, it's a, there's a back and forth on Leia, the child. I think she's fantastic. Oh, she's great. It's interesting because when we watched it with everyone, it seemed unanimous that she was like great. Everyone loved her, and then when she got introduced to the stage, everyone stood up and was like, just welcomed her to the Star Wars family. So I was shocked to see any criticism. I mean, there's you know always some. The girl's like eight years old or nine years old, wherever she is, and she's. I think she was. Awesome. I think she had Leia's spirit. She was like one of my favorites yeah. uh, of the show. But it just shows you the subjective opinion in general, right? Because there's a lot of people. And 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 I was talking to Ken Napsok, who the other, he loved Reva's performance and thinks the character is perfect. Um, so when we're having these conversations, I I don't think that I think it's silly for people to argue with each other and get so mad at each other. It's okay to debate things. Because I said to the Ken, I go, yeah, I don't think she's really there yet. She hasn't earned it for me yet. And he's like, oh man, I think she's she's perfect so far. I think she's got a, everything the other way that they're setting her up. And it was like a pleasant conversation we had about it, just, just a disagreement in character. And that's what I wish would happen more so in this, instead of this, oh, you ruined it, Star Wars is over, Star Wars is done. It's like, it's so old and tired. It's like, yeah. just don't watch it. It's like, you're allowed, and, and but the flip side of that is you're also allowed not to like things and not be accused of hating it because of one thing or hating it because of another thing mm -hmm. because yeah. you might just not have liked the performance. Mm -hmm. And that's also okay. Yeah. I'm loving the show. I think the show, if I was going to give the show a, a start, episode one is like 95% loved it. Episode two, I'm at like a 75. Hmm. Where would you go? I would say like... 95% for the first one, 85% for the second one. Mike? Uh, 80-80. 80-80. Okay, so yeah. you like the first one and the second one just as much? Yeah. Okay, fair yeah. enough. But it's, it's in hindsight, a lot of the stuff, and like we saw the Mando trailer a few times now, season yeah. three, and we talked about that. This show, it pointed out, I don't want to say that it looks less or cheaper, 
It looks a little more TV. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would not have expected that from Obi Wan. Well, and I don't understand where the, I don't understand it. Well, Boba Fett also be. though. Boba Fett also. They probably right. have, they have a certain amount of budget and there's a certain amount of thing they can do with the volume, but they're perfecting it with Mandalorian because the trailers that we saw. Yeah. The one up there. So on Thursday, they showed a trailer that we talked about on on this video or on on this channel earlier and. We all said, well, what are they going to do at the Mandalorian panel on Saturday? And they're just going to show the same thing. And so they had the whole panel. Ash Crossan, friend of mine. Um, do, you, do you know Ash? Do you I know do not. She's, she's the best. And she, what, a, what a master class in, um, in moderating. She was so good. She's awesome. She was so good. We've had Ash used to come on Jedi Council all the time. We'll have her on Sith for sure. But um, she, um, she was so good. And she, she was up there and she was asking the questions. And they brought out Filoni and they brought out Favreau. And you can see some of these clips on the channel. And they're just talking to him about getting Mandalorian started, how it all kind of came together, this, the, the getting live action really moving and, and the love that they have. And then they brought out uh, uh, Pedro Pascal. And you were just talking about before we went on air here, he came out, it was like a rock star. Oh my God. Everyone stood up and was screaming. Like they had just, like the savior had just come to town. And it was, you, he was so taken aback. He yeah. was like, well, just tears in his eyes. The last time they were introduced was Chicago. You Chicago. had not seen the Mandalorian no. yet. Mm -mm. And yeah, this is after so this seasons is where first... we've fallen in love with yeah. him. Well, it's funny you guys say that too, because when you go to Chicago 2019, you rewind. Mandalorian was an anticipated show in right. the new foray of, of live action television. And people were Disney Plus hadn't even launched yet at that point. I'm going to do an impression of you. <laughs> oh my God. I'm going to do an impression. Oh, right. You want to see the impression? All right, Steph, here we go. Steph, I'm going to throw, throw something at you. Yeah. Steph, what did you, uh, what did you think about Pedro Pascal? Oh my God. Daddy didn't enter the stage. No, no, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Why do you think that Daddy, Daddy, uh, it's called Daddy and not, and not Daddy O? Uh, uh, Oh, because basically people were more receptive. Oh, people, to people's one. Hold on, I know. Sorry, I could jump. People is. <laughs> <laughs> now I had a point I was going to make there, but I lost it a long time ago. Because you, went on, your, far away. Because you went on your rant. That's right. No, Daddy Jesus. didn't enter, and all the women, including myself, were like, "Wow." Star Wars Celebration, yes. 2019, Thank you. Chicago. Yeah. We were getting to. No one knew what Mandalorian was. It was just a show that we didn't know. Thank you, Johnny. Continue. Shicks. Thank you. So it's true. Nobody knew what it was, and they were not the stars of the celebr of celebration. They were just like they were an anticipated show. Rise of Skywalker was the star because everyone was waiting for that movie. Everyone wanted to see what was going to happen. They were waiting to see that new trailer now um, and, and the, the rumors of Palpatine and all these things that were going to happen. And that was the one. They're the rock stars right now. They are the, the, they're the show. Even though, and Obi-Wan, absolutely, people were excited about it and, and talking about it and it's going to crush in ratings. But Mandalorian set us into this motion now of live action television to show what it really could do. And you could feel it there, Mike. Yeah. You, know, you could feel the energy when Pedro Pascal came out. And then what he did, I thought was cool. He brought out and gave credit to the other two actors. Yeah. Can I talk now? Yeah, please go ahead. <laughs> I thought that was awesome. So they brought out, and he said it, it takes three of us to make the Mando character. And they brought out Latif Crowder and John Williams' grandson, is that his name? Not John no, Williams, no. John, uh, John, John Wayne. Wayne. John Wayne, that's oh. right, he's a cowboy. That's right. Uh, yeah, it didn't make sense for a second. I was like, John Williams and John Wayne. So the three of them, and he included them, like they were just as important as he is. Oh, yeah. If not, if not more if so. If not more so. Yeah. And I was like, that's incredible. Incredibly generous. Zero ego on his part. That was that was, um, that was was awesome. That, was, yeah. that to me was probably my favorite part of that opening part. Right there. It was just phenomenal. It was great. And then after that, they brought out uh, Carl Weathers and uh, his yeah. grief. And 
And it's funny because I, I had leaned over to Andres, who I was sitting next to, and I go, Apollo, like whisper. And right as I say that, somebody screams it, Apollo! Yeah. Yeah. And he puts his hand up like that, which is awesome. And to hear him uh, talk about the directing and the and being part of it and, and the stuff that he's going to do for season three, this tight group that they have is it's it's really they're they're in a rhythm right now they're in their prime yeah you know and you could feel it because then they bring out john carlo esposito who was talking about the stuff that he did he told a great story great story yeah about how favreau had a conversation with him before and basically was like i trust you with this role like do what you need what feels good to you with this character and he said that like it changed his life as an actor even though he's been working for so many years he got choked up yeah, yeah like made him change the way he approaches things and I think that's why the character is so special. Was it? Yeah, they, I think it was it, one of the last. It was, they were on the ship at the end, yeah. like, towards the end. Yeah. And if I was like, you've been doing this a while. I've seen we work together. I trust you. You know the character. Mm -hmm. yeah. You do what you do. And it was great. And then yeah, they, so that's then awesome. And then they started to shift shift a little bit, and they brought out um, they brought out the armor. And do you guys yep. name Emily Swallow? Thank you. So Emily Swallow, who. Gorgeous woman, by the way. Totally. Um, and she was just so, again, humble and just talking about. She had a great joke where she said that yeah. she was. She came up with this is the way, and and you know, obviously not the case, but she was kidding about it. And they brought out um, and Katie Sackoff obviously came out, and they talked. Uh, they talked with her, and she was. You can tell inside of this trailer, this is going to be a lot of Bo-Katan. Mm -hmm. There's going to yeah. be a lot of Bo-Katan in this one, and and we mentioned in the first side of what we saw with this trailer that it's heavy on her but then what they showed what we didn't see this new stuff they show all of the mandalorians fighting together they show more of mandalore they, yeah. at the very end they show mandalore just kind of looked like just beaten down yeah, and destroyed the 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 lizard monkeys yeah thriving now on that planet which was so also the first strong. one yeah but he was they were in the, the first one but in fact but it was still thriving on navarro now because the last time we saw them on navarro in season one or the first time they were like being roasted in the fire yeah. and getting eaten so it's a different time now but there's a lot it, it doesn't seem like he's gonna be too happy because he, there you saw all the mandalorians kind of lined up fighting right who are they fighting right yeah is it the empire again because we didn't see stormtroopers this time yeah um, what did you guys think about the extended stuff? What's and the Babu Freaks? Oh my god, the Babu Freaks came yeah. up and everyone's like, hey. Hey, hey, hey! But I love that because it indicates that they're picking up what people loved about right. the sequel trilogy yep. and yep. making it work because there was great things about the sequel trilogy. I love them and like Babu was the one in the Rise of Skywalker where everyone, even people who were like, I didn't like Rise of Skywalker, were like, but Babu Frick, he, kick he out can of get him. yeah, he's yeah. just a great character. And then in the first one, uh, Bo-Katan said uh, you thought your you thought your dad was the only Mandalorian, right? right? Yeah. Yes. Okay, so yeah, I didn't remember if that was in that, the first one. And that one. cut the yeah. end of the first that was, one. That's oh, a, that's where it cut. That's yeah. how it ended. And and so, but yeah, kind of like, yeah. And then in this new one, it seemed that then they added on an action montage. It was just yes, all action. After yes. That, and like tons of it. The, the Death Watch troopers and what's um, Bo-Katan's group is the Owl Brigade or the Owl the Night Watch. Is that what they That's what they it used to be, but not, yeah. not anymore. I thought there was something called Owl now that I was looking up. I'm um, not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure. And they show a bunch of those okay. together. And then that one drop ship with all of them dropping out of it. The Mando stuff, the the, the, the Mandalorians fighting looked awesome. Yeah. Mandalorian's, the Death Watch stuff. Mandalorians fighting looked really, really good. And I think that it's just um there was there's just so much that they showed that I thought was I don't know. I, I wasn't expecting them to show that. I was like, okay, well, that's. I guess that's what they're going to show, and that's the that's the big news. And it 
wasn't the big news, no. obviously. It was... Because um, there are two seats empty. Yep. And so they so what they wind up doing is they bring in um, they bring in Rosario Dawson this time, who was not available. She said, as Mike mentioned earlier, they showed that, that little video. But now she shows up, and you're like, okay, they start talking about Ahsoka. And the second they bring her out, you're like, well, they're not going to just bring her out and not show photos or something. Yeah. And boy, did they ever. They, they basically showed Rebels Season 5, the uh, the trailer. Steph, you're a Rebels junkie. What did yeah, you think? Yeah, I was. They sh they've only been shooting for three weeks. So the yeah. fact that they got any footage together is pretty incredible. And the footage we saw, though, it was small. It looked fantastic right. and we got you just see like them in the ship in the back and you see the whole crew together so when Hera shows Hera, up Hera everyone yeah. flipped out you can see her from you don't see her face but all you need to see is the back that's you, it well oh. they, and well they actually they introduced Chopper on stage and yeah. the second they brought Chopper out and Rosario Dawson was like dancing with Chopper you're like Okay, this is the rumors are pretty heavy that this is the next season of Rebels, but live action. And Filoni gets to carry on his story that he's so passionate about and he loves. And it also should tell people about Obi Wan and the Grand Inquisitor about how they're retconned Rebels. Yeah, totally. Take it easy. There's no chance it's that they, there's no chance that they retconned it. No, yeah, there never really was. I've always known Filoni and the Clone Wars and his love. Mm -hmm. Then when he starts talking about Rebels. There was just a change in him. Yeah, and he just the, 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 lights up. It's it's so it's so subtle, and he's he's such a uh, um, interesting guy to watch him talk. Whereas uh, Favreau's a spokesman. Yeah, he Favreau can work a room, and he, it seems like Filoni's more of an artist, but likes to talk. But he's he's they're the, like the good cop, bad cop, the two of them, and it's so good to watch the two of them. But he's just like ah, oh, this is my baby. And to see it on screen, it's awesome. Yeah, and he throws in those subtle... Like, the subtle little things like that. Yeah, okay, because he can... Like, like you said, Favreau can command a room if he yeah. needs. Like, Favreau, if you want, could host that whole thing, right? Yeah. Like, where Filoni can talk. He's a great talker. And, he, and he'll really get into the the backstory of Star Wars and all that. But yeah, he's always kind of throwing those jokes. And his classic joke is, is oh, be careful about, you know, who, who's going to spoil what and yeah. all that. So... Um, all right, we'll get into a little bit more of it, but I can't show any image of it, but I do want to tell you guys about Athletic Greens because Athletic Greens, it's been keeping me having my energy since I've been here so far. It is incredible. I love it. You guys will love it if you haven't tried it already on, uh, from if you're brand new to the channel. So Athletic Greens basically is, it's um, if you take one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, and you take 75 high-quality vitamins, basically minerals, whole food, uh, superfoods, probiotics, all in one thing. You take it, it's a powder, you put it in your... I, have it in my water bottle, I shake it up, tastes delicious, and I wanted to see what the hype was all about because my friend Brett Sheridan told me about it. It is incredible. It gives me a lot of energy. It helps my lifestyle. It helps my sleep, and you don't think that it would taste good. Did you try it yet? Yeah, you it's did. really good. It's really yeah, good. Yeah, I was shocked because it's, yep. it's like this green color, so you're, uh, even though that's my favorite color. <laughs> Uh, but, but when you're when, drinking, when you're, you're like, uh -oh. you're like, is this going to taste like celery water? But no, it's I think it's it like, like a fruity, fruity taste. Yeah, yeah, it is. And so it doesn't matter what whether you're vegan, dairy free, gluten free. It, it contains less than one gram of sugar. There's no GMOs. There's no nasty chemicals. None of that stuff. And it supports mental clarity and alertness. I can tell you that after I've been on it for a little bit, I, I definitely feel that way. You're investing, when you do this, you're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance. So get yourself some Athletic Greens. It has over 7,000 five-star reviews. It's recommended by professional athletes. It's trusted by leading health experts. And if you go right now, it is time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. One scoop and a cup of water every day. 
That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. So to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. And all you have to do is go to athleticgreens.com slash big thing, athleticgreens.com slash big thing to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Now do that because not only do you help yourself, you help out this show, and then you can give your testimonies and let us know exactly what you think. Okay, so continuing on, they it's funny because I wrote out that they pretty much confirmed Ezra in the show yeah. because they confirmed Hera. Yeah. They, they just I thought it was smart that they didn't reveal Thrawn. I thought it was smart that they didn't reveal Ezra because the mission is more so about they they revealed uh, Sabine at the very yeah end. yeah they revealed the actress that came out on stage I forget her name but she's awesome and right. like you could just tell how excited and nervous she was yeah to because it's I can't it's imagine the weight that you yeah. feel when you're playing a character that's so loved and hasn't been presented in live action but we did see at the end of the clip they showed it's Sabine in front of a mural she painted with um, Ezra in it so right. we we can only conclude that he'll probably he'll most definitely be in the show and it was a really cool reception you can tell her and rosario have really been rosario have really been hitting it off, off. Yep. yep yeah well they have to right because there's the, the, the if the end of rebels is an indicator of where this is going to go it seems like the first thing that happens in the timeline is ahsoka meets up with the mandalorian that samurai episode happens mm -hmm. yeah she finds out the information from thrawn and then we she goes to sabine tells her what's going on and then we have our prologue from um from rebels that happens at the very end and they move on now some of the things you saw inside of it now we saw Hera, so we would assume that her son jason is also in this and there's one part where somebody's moving something with the force right would assume that that could be jason uh jason right oh yeah i didn't even think i don't know yeah, you have you're not you're yeah. not caught up yet on Rebels, right? Nope. Okay. No, yeah. So so Jason is um Kanan and um and Hera's child. Okay. And he's force sensitive. Okay. So we are gonna get and now the question is, is Ahsoka gonna be working or has she been working with him at all? Yeah. Right? Is she gonna like is he also part of Luke's students? Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Because that also, mm -hmm. you know, this be now, timeline. Yeah. Now all of it can tie together. Will we see Luke in this series? You know, we get, it's just there's. It certainly felt like live action Rebels, and I'm down for it for sure. Um, jumping back to Mandalorian, there's just so much about the show now. As we we're walking over here, Mike, we talked about it that the show is. It looks like a movie. Yeah. Thanks. Well, I can talk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't want to cut you off. No, yeah, we were talking about that, like. And it's interesting because we talk budgets and this and that. This yeah. is season three of a successful show. Of course, the budgets go increase. And I'm always dumbfounded by that. You're, you're funded by Disney. Right. You're the biggest thing on the channel. Like, why isn't the money there? I mean, you have to set a budget. Yeah. Of course you do. Yeah. But I would think, and we we just the only thing we could compare it to is what we just saw Obi Wan, where some of it looked great and others of it did not look like the um, I, I said the rooftop chase scene didn't look very high budget. Right. The stuff on the ground in Dayu looked great. So I'm just, I, I, I'm always cons uh, I'm confused. The budget with the Disney shows is very, it's fascinating, you know, to see where the money goes, how it goes. They're using the same technology, the stagecraft and stuff, so, and the volume. So I don't know. It is. But, it, but the Mando thing looked incredible. It's incredible. true. No, you're right. Because it's like, it, and it's weird because you would say, like, I, I understand where they would kind of be on Boba Fett. It's like, all right, let's. We'll scale back a little on Boba Fett right. because 
It's only a few episodes. We don't really know how much it's going to do. It's the first season of it. We we need to put the money in the budget towards Mando. But with Obi-Wan, you would assume they would treat that like a full-scale movie because the trailers, by the way, looked like it. There was just there, there are times in Obi-Wan, the series, that looked straight-up movie. Right. And then there's other times where it looked straight-up television. Uh, and, but on the other hand, you know, hey, we've got Hayden Christian, uh, Hayden Christian but uh, Ewan McGregor, like, uh, that's a big chunk of our budget. Right. You know, that, that, that's a huge chunk, so you got a budget for that, so that comes into account. Yes. Um, Steph, what do you think it is with the, the TV versus movie feel? I, this is something that I don't pick up on okay. at all. Okay. Like, when people were talking about the difference between... I guess I could see the difference between Robert Rodriguez's episode. I I couldn't find a single criticism with it. I was all about one of our favorite episodes. I thought in in the Mandalorian, the penultimate yeah. episode in season two. I just loved how it looked. It didn't. I I cannot tell the difference between when they're on the real screen or not, okay, yeah. or on location. Actually, very rarely can I. So it always looks really good to me. I I think there was some. I told you guys there were some moments of like acting with side characters in Obi Wan that right. felt TV acting to right. me, yeah. uh, like old school TV acting. I'm not saying new streaming services where I could see the like I'm like oh they should have retaken that scene, which I rarely say in Star Wars. Right, gotcha. with the reactions. I I think that's it's true. It's like, there is there's something about Mandalorian's tone that just seems like I said they're just they're in the zone right now, right? And I think that it does benefit. But people are always like, well, how come? Favreau and Filoni don't get flack for Boba Fett. We got, they're not as involved. Like they they were involved, yeah. But they're not as involved because as it as it works is that each person has their projects that they're really zoned in on. And by the way, we didn't mention Rick Fawajima, uh, who also came out with Katie, and he's now an executive producer on Mandalorian. So. Mm-hmm. That with, was exciting. Yes, and with his vision, because he's a phenomenal director, so with his vision, as he also is is collaborating with them, it, it adds to it. So I don't know how much and uh, how much uh, Filoni was on set for Obi-Wan or how much he was on set right. for Boba Fett at all. And the same goes for Favreau, like how much they were actually on set. Of course they're looking at dailies, and of course they're looking at, at these things, but it's a different it's a different kind of involvement. That's the that's the whole point of all of this. So that's what you have to look at. It still falls under them because even but at the end of Obi Wan, when you look at it, it's a special thanks to Dave Filoni. Right. It like the main for Boba Fett, the main person who was in charge of that was Robert Rodriguez, and yeah, the main true. and the main person who's in charge of Obi Wan is Deborah Chow. Um, yes, she's she is the director of it, and I don't know if she's an executive producer where. I don't know. I, and, and I'm saying this as someone who really enjoys, um, A, Deborah Chow, and B, really enjoying Obi-Wan so far. I can't wait. That ending scene, that shot with yeah. Anakin, No, I horrifying. love the Obi-Wan scene. It's just like we're getting a lot. It's been so talked about, and people are so excited about it. So yeah. I do feel like even me, I'm getting a little nitpicky when I'm thinking about it. But when I was there sitting watching it, right. I loved it. It is, and I think that that's the thing also is that you still have Star Wars television, yeah. right? And I think that people are always going to be looking at it. It's like, Ewan McGregor to me is, the, every time he's on screen, it's just, you can't take your eyes yeah. off him, right? And then there's other things. There, there's going to be these, as you get to six episodes of a show, there's going to be little moments. Like some people are complaining about the fact that you, uh, Leia was running away from him and doing this. Do you have a nine or 10-year-old daughter? I do. Um, they get into, they have attitudes 
and they do things like, um, I'm going to leave this house. I'm going to do this. I don't know. It's how children are. Also, we don't trust strange old men. Right. Right. And, she, and, and so and that type of stuff didn't bother me at all. Um, I will say some of the stuff that, and again, this is a directing thing and a style thing more so than even though it happens to be the character of Riva, when she's jumping off the roof and doing all that stuff, yeah. like, yes, there's some of it that really worked and looked good, but then a lot of it turned a little more fantastical. And when you start to look at comparing it to what they're doing at Mandalorian, it's like sometimes less is better. I've said it before, and I think some people have said it, Star Wars needs to do away with parkour. Like, they did it in Book of Boba Fett, that one episode with Fennec jumping all over. Yeah. Uh, oh, I like that. Reva did a little too. bit. It just, it, it's it's a galaxy far, far away, and it doesn't, parkour is very, this current, well, it was cool 20 years ago, and it just dates the film. See, like, I saw when less. He was, like, when he was fighting in the hallway, that's why, yeah. that's why a lot of times in Star Wars, you've never heard someone say, oh, that was my favorite fist fight of Star Wars. Star Wars doesn't do hand-hand hand, hand combat a lot. Because it's, you know, you'd have to create something new. You can't use martial arts. That's why they created right. martial art for Star Wars. But the way he was twisting and fighting with him in those hallways, is like it was kind of something new, a new take on a hand-to-hand -hand combat scene. Right. So the way that they're running, they're very, a lot of, like, Kong jumps and stuff like that. So it's very parkour. And that comes from the stunt team. They're doing that. Right. So I do see the kind of argument against that. The one argument I don't see, and you made a good point about it. They're like, how the heck does Leia... He almost dies. Ben saves her, and she doesn't remember him. All she remembers is you fought with my father in the Clone Wars, and you said he never calls himself anything other than Ben. But then the other side of the argument is like, well, it's a story that was told 45 years ago, and well, that's just the way the storytelling goes. They didn't know it was going to end up this way. It's like, yeah, but you, you've got this story behind you. You do need to make you, it fit into that do. box. Well, then, and then, but you also you have do. to. But George Lucas didn't in the prequels, right? right? So they have to. They have to fix a lot of those mistakes. But I. I but if you're going to use that as your crux, I, I agree. You I, need to go. I couldn't agree with we're you. We're using more. Leia as the MacGuffin here. We need to find a way that they, because she doesn't. You got to tie it up. You got to yeah. tie. It up. Like you look at look at something like uh, Anakin and um, and Grievous. Right, they, they never they never see each other yeah. at all during the Clone War series, yeah. because revenge because of Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. In Revenge of the Sith, he's, it's the first time he's ever met him. Yeah. So and that's it, why they never see each other in that series. Something as the droids have these droids' memories wiped. Oh, that's why they don't remember the prequels when we finally meet them. Right, but I mean, but oh no, no, C three PO's memories wiped. Well, yeah. That that's a hole that is still uh, out there because R two R two's known about all this and he's kept it all inside. They never wiped his memory either. No, it's just it was just uh, just C three PO's mind. That's yeah. uh, incompetence. Yeah, they, right. Agreed. So they, but they do have to pay attention to that stuff, and that's you what, do. Yeah, and that's why. So when, that layup point is yes, a valid point. It, it is, but that's why I said he. Now, someone, if Jimmy Smith says, "Well, that was Obi Wan Kenobi," then that's a problem. Yeah. But if it's Ben, it also makes sense now why she would name her son Ben, because it's like this is a guy that's this Jedi that I never really knew saved, saved my life, and it was Ben. Um, so. Either way, you could still play it, and, and people could could argue a lot of different things about it. But is what it is. I'm enjoying the show so far. I can't wait for Mandalorian, and now I'm so excited for Ahsoka because. Yeah. And Bad Batch is happening tomorrow. That's like one of the last things we're gonna most likely. I don't think we're gonna be doing videos like this. One of us, if not myself or Steph or Mike, will be doing a reaction to the Bad Batch trailer that we're pretty sure they're gonna drop they tomorrow. Drop, yeah, yeah. I know Visions is doing some stuff also tomorrow. 
Um, but there's some more news to be coming out. They did a, they did the um, the Jedi Fallen Order sequel trailer dropped, so we were wrong about that. Oh yeah, that was the, the game. Yeah, it was wrong about that. The game came out. Um, the trailer came out, which is it was just kind of an announcement, subtle show. A lot of stuff coming out in 2023, by the way. Yeah, that's going to be a massive. And did you, you pick up on? What? I think it was. Uh, Carl Weathers, he said spring 2023. Well, they, well, they and then they, she said February. February. She confirmed, Ash confirmed, okay. Ash confirmed February of 2023. That's winter. So, yes, it's 2023. Is that's a good point, though, that they announced Mandalorian. So now we know at the end of this year, we've got the beginning of this year, we had Boba Fett, mm -hmm. right? And then that went, in, then that's going into Obi Wan and then Andor and then Bad Batch. So, you're gonna get four things this year, mm -hmm. next year. You're gonna get um, Mando, Mando Ahsoka. Ahsoka, and the Acolyte. Yep. Right. So those are the three that. And we'll... season two of Andor. I don't know. Maybe. Didn't he sound like that? I think. I think hit... you're right. Because he's like, we gotta get going on this. I think thing. you're right because they already shot like twelve episodes, so it's like six for this year and six for yeah. next. I, I think, think you're, I think I think you're right. Close it out. So there's a lot of content, and then I was, but I will say I'm a little surprised that, and I did say at one point. Um, I think that overall our predictions were all, were all pretty pretty good for what I, the couple things that we missed out on was the I thought that they would maybe um, announce more shows yep. that would be coming out like they did but it wasn't necessary that they they did it but and then the Ahsoka stuff casting they just pretty much confirmed Chopper they confirmed Hera without saying who was playing her they confirmed Ezra by confirming the they didn't officially confirm Ezra. Yeah, but they kind of did. I mean, they kind of did. yeah, they confirmed him by confirming that that's what the story is going to be and that's what it, it looks like in general. So this panel, which panel did you like better? Thursdays or Saturday? Yeah, hands down. Okay, hands down. Yeah. Like, I'll say this. This is my first celebration. Coming out of Thursday and the whole day Thursday, I was kind of like, huh. I wonder if, because my very first con in, in this side of Comic -Con. the country was Comic-Con. Okay. I went to, like, the, the Mecca. And so I went to WonderCon the year after. I was like, oh, this is kind of, I should have done WonderCon Subpar, first. Yeah. yeah. And so I hear all about celebration. So first day of Thursday, I'm kind of like, oh, this was fun. Walked the floor a little bit. Oh, okay. Today, completely different vibe. Right. Yeah. It's insane today. Like insane. And that panel, that's what, that was a panel. Like the other one was like, hey, I'm going to walk out on stage and say hi. Watch this. I'm going off. They didn't sit down with Obi Wan and Ewan and like right. sat him at a table. But then coming and talk. out was cool. It's yeah. cool coming out, but they didn't talk like yeah. filming it. What was it like to hold the light? This and this. Because they had to. Because right. Because they, they had to move. move. They had to move. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's interesting. You said that too. I'm curious why they didn't. Maybe it's timing also of the actors when you can get them. But yeah. I wonder if it would have made sense to do like an Obi Wan panel on Thursday well, because like imagine you did an Obi Wan panel on Thursday. Yeah. And then show, and then t said, "Hey, we're doing this thing tonight. We're going to screen it." And then the, you know, the next panel would be the, uh, whatever panel it was, the, uh, the uh, Andor. Oh, oh, you do an Andor yeah. panel, and then you do, you do, you do, you could have done like, you could have turned that thing that they did into like four different panels. Yeah. But I'm not complaining. It's been a pretty good, pretty good celebration. Thus far. I did see them on the floor at a different stage, do, sitting down for interviews. You and, yes. and Hayden. Yeah, so maybe yeah. they were like, "We got to spread it out, yeah, let other did. people see everything." Yeah. So yeah, that's that's true. Also, I mean, there's a, tons of stuff. And before I get into um, some other things too, I also want to tell you guys about Storyblocks. So Storyblocks, um, I've been mentioning recently, a brand new sponsor. For people, video creators, people that are out there making, um, I wish that I had this when Mark and I were doing Schmoes Know in the beginning, mm -hmm. stock footage, things that you need, HD quality content that you're able to use. Storyblocks 
does it and they have like this unlimited access plan that helps you when you're in the middle of uh, trying to get footage for your videos to help out your quality they have so many different memberships that allow you to do that and you can go through the footage you can check out what you need you can improve the quality of your videos and i know that myself steph for world girls or things that she's doing uh and it, it's it's so helpful for you guys to do and so what storyblocks is doing if you sign up to their unlimited all access plan you can go to storyblocks.com slash big thing and sign up to their plan and it helps us out very much so but work on getting your the the stuff that you need um, by going there and it'll improve your video quality and the content and when you do let us know that you're doing it and let storyblocks know that you found them from us so once again that's storyblocks.com slash big thing okay so as we are rounding out um, the the end of the convention thus mm -hmm. far um, favorite thing that you've seen so far favorite part of celebration so far Steph start with you I I have to say the Mandalorian trailer. It's so good. Yes, it and I just, that's one of my favorite shows ever at this point. So, and it's like cool to know that it's growing and to hear them talk to each other. And they all spoke about how each other had no ego. It's really cool. You just hear so many nightmare stories in the industry right. of just people who are not nice. And it's cool to see such a beautiful project be cool with one another. Right. So the trailer. I don't want to copy her, but I kind of have to. Hey, that man. Mando season three trailer. And again... Was it the whole panel or just the trailer? I think the panel. The panel. Like, I just... Like, Pedro Pascal, like... We, I've seen... I've sat through so many panels. And so many times you see the actor come off with the talking point that their manager or the team said, make sure you say you've been a fan of this and you want to be this as a kid. Yeah. And you can just tell when it's so staged. So when you have, like, Katie Sackhoff talking about being a heroine and her dad... Brought her up on strong sci-fi, but there were no. She didn't want to be Ellen Ripley. She wanted to be John McClane. Right. You know, it's coming from a place of of of, of genuine. And and as an actor, to me, that stuff always rings so true. So to see that, and then Rosaria Dawson, and it's just, yeah. they're not actors accepting a job on a big franchise that they know they'll be set for a while. They're living dreams that they had. So for me, that was the best. Yeah, and a reminder, um, Mike's mentioned a lot of those moments. A lot of those moments are either up on this channel right now or they will be because I recorded a lot of them from the panel and I'm going to keep uploading them and I did them as like as Ash would ask the question I recorded it and put it up there so it's not like one big full video it'll be titled um, each clip or who it's about you'll be able to see it so look through the Star Wars Celebration playlist and if you're brand new to the channel please subscribe to the channel um, we're trying to get to 50,000 by June 1st if we do I'm going to smash myself in the face with a lemon pie why? I don't like lemon pie but if we get to uh, 60,000 by Ju July 1st, we're going to smash yeah. each other in the face with cherry pies. Yeah. We'll see if that happens. I do like cherry pie, though. Yeah, so, so we'll see. Also, the Obi-Wan premiere. Like, being able to see that, that was where, legendary. That, that was my, that was, I think, my thing. Is that yeah, I... That, no, it's okay. Yeah, but she gets it. She, 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 you know, she hardly ever does it. Um, but we're, I, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to say that that moment was pretty amazing as it was leading into it and, and you saw Hayden Christensen come in and Deborah Chow and as a dad um, when that little girl who plays Leia was introduced afterwards and she was so excited and she came out and she hugged Ewan McGregor and Deborah Chow and it was this really sweet moment she just had this amazing thing and that's why I think the people that are going after her in general on her acting how dare you she's I mean it's like it she, and again I know I said in the beginning of this thing you're allowed to have critiques and I guess you can, but it's also the thing is that she's she's a little she's a little girl, 
She's a little girl, and it's like, and I think that it's, I know, it's it's tough Let's sometimes. Let's try not to rip into another Star Wars child actor and you know, I know. scar them for life. I know, but I'm just, I'm just saying, I think she, I, and I also say that because I think that she did a great job. I think she was great. I think she did a great job. So that's where I think the criticism, I mean, it's like, I, you, you, can, you can disagree with people, and I think that's fine. But anyway, um, shorter episode for, but I'm glad that we can, you can actually hear us and see us on this video. So I am uploading this now. These guys are going to hit the floor. Um, if there's anything else that drops or any big news, you can still follow us over here. But like I said, check out the channel for all the videos for the panel. And I hope you're enjoying the coverage thus far. And we'll be back in studio next Wednesday. Uh, either We usually drop between 3 and 6 p.m. So subscribe to the channel, put the notifications on. For Steph Sabra, Mike, Big Chicks Kalinowski. That's right. I'm me. You're you.